A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, and welcome to this podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a lady from uh, the south of England. She's a, she's a returning guest, Rebecca Wheel. Rebecca, very, very warm welcome to you. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. And I've said this before, but I don't know why, listeners, but I actually wanted to call Rebecca Mom there. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually associated with somebody, dear, I serve more senior years. And uh, I don't think Rebecca quite qualifies for that label or tag yet. <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving, yeah. moving swiftly on. Because <laughs> um, apparently there's things that you shouldn't, re- you know, you should never ask a lady her age and things like that. Anyway, so I'm going to steer. I think I've gone as deep as a, <laughs> I should have done with that one. Time to move on. Time to move on. Um, so, Rebecca, um any thoughts around what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today? Um, well, um, should I start with the first question? I think that would might, maybe that would set the tone. Yeah, I mean, sort of. Well, the first question kind of maybe denotes that there's a, a kind of hit list of questions, uh, which is interesting because <laughs> um, that's kind of unusual for our flow of conversation. Maybe there is a hit list of, com- uh, of questions. We'll see. But anyway, either way, far away. Sure. Well, it's something we talk a lot about um, is paradoxes. Mm. So my first question to you is, um, what paradox do you find most compelling? Um, I didn't really want to ask what's like, like your favourite paradox, but kind of more what, what rings most significantly, significantly to you in your life at the moment? And I want to give a paradoxical answer. <laughs> All of them and none of them. Yeah. Mm. And that really, listeners, is my way of saying not just me personally, but isn't that a reflection for all of us as where we are in any one given moment in time? You know, the mood, the context, the situation, the X, the Y, the Z, because, Mm. you know, I've often used the example of name your three favourite songs uh, of all time to guess, um, you know, because I love music. Now, the answer that anybody gives um, in, in, in a given moment of time might be different you know they're number one if they're in a somber kind of more uh, melancholy mood because of you know something that's just happened then their their favorite song might be a more, a more sensitive love type ballad as opposed to um i don't know a polarized very happy upbeat song depending what yeah. phrase they're in if that all makes sense yeah so i suppose what kind of uh kind of frame of mind they're in at that moment will kind of a, a spark a different um a different song that they kind of think of um depending on on their current uh kind of situation or current mood mm. and that is the epitome of, of living in the moment mm. that is the epitome of, of living. you know even if it's a kind of more somber 
as I say, uh, you know, deeper, I want to use the word sadder, even sadder phrase. You know, there's a time and place for that. You know, people tend to shy away from, oh, I can't be sad, I can't be this, I've got to be happy yeah. all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, no, because if, you know, face your truth. And if in mm. this moment in time, because of whatever reason, you know, a bereavement, a breakup, a loss of a job, whatever it is, recognise that. And I think too many people, myself included for decades, shy away from that and deny the truth and, and don't allow that grieving and that mm. healthy kind of, uh, recuperation of the mind, body, and soul. It's that kind of denial. No, to be okay. Now that's okay, short term, but that energy that goes with the reality of, I can use the word grieving in this context, has to be dealt with. It has to go somewhere. Mm. And if we don't, yeah. if we don't deal with it and we deny it, it remains trapped and it, it just compounds and festers. And it will show at some time or other in our life, and it might even be years, if not decades later. I speak from experience on that. Mm. So would you say it's about kind of um, sitting with it and recognising when that kind of sadness comes in and just kind of being aware, aware of it rather than mm. pushing it aside, brushing it under the carpet? And Yeah, I suppose there is this tendency to kind of just try and be fine all the time and, you know, think that we have to um kind of just you know get along with things and get on with it and I suppose the strength the strength is actually um not in that and that's actually what we're trying to do isn't it we're trying to just be strong and carry on and actually the strength is in the the vulnerability and the um the the kind of recognition of those those feelings I suppose it's a, it's a case of observing it, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, I know, as you say, we've spoken many times privately around a, a whole host of things. And one of the uh, approaches, listeners, that uh, we have discussed is we're like the sky. We are the observer. And, and, you know, within that sky, we are the ever constant. Clouds will come and go. The sun will seemingly come and go. But we are the constant. And so it's that observation of witnessing ourselves and accepting that, OK, I'm seeing myself as being quite sad at the moment or reflective or, you know, whatever it is. Rather than that denial, no, I'm not going to be um, I'm not going to be sad. And I'm not saying we dwell there or we should dwell there because we shouldn't. That's counterproductive. Yeah. But there's that kind of balance to be had between accepting the truth, facing the truth, the reality of, OK, look, it's OK for me to not feel, you know, happy, go lucky, tip top, you know, singing and dancing all the time. That's OK. Mm, mm. And I think we tend as humans to give ourselves a hard time and that self-expectation. Oh, I've got to be all things to all people all the time. No, no, you haven't. And we haven't. You know, we're human beings. You know, we, we are, to quote the cliche, spiritual beings having human experiences and challenges. And within mm. the latter is a whole host of ups and downs that go with life, the yin and yang, if you will. But the constant that watches that and observes that and experiences that is us. We are higher than that, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and then I suppose you don't get defined by those kind of 
you know those dark clouds coming in and you knowing that you are that that blue sky constantly mm-hmm. um you know means that you then don't become defined by those times that are hard and you know absolutely absolutely and it is that detachment of you know using the example of say um a screen with which a film is played on or a tv you know what we become is when we watch a tv program or a film we become the character in the film and of Mm. course the character in the film will come and go he or she irrespective of what role they're playing they will come and go the constant is us as the screen. We are the host to let that scene play out on the TV or on the screen. And we observe it. We're the host. We're mm. not the character. But as humans, mm. we tend to become the character and get so immersed in it. Oh, you know, this is me. I am the heroine. Uh, I am the victim. I am the victor, whatever. And we become that character rather mm. than detaching from that and saying, Okay, I'm observing that character on the TV screen or on the uh, on the film screen or whatever, because the the film screen remains ever constant, same as the sky. It's ever constant, and mm. clouds will come and clouds will go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I suppose change is the only constant, isn't it? Really. Um, just just thinking of paradoxes there because that's the thing that's always going to happen is change um but we'll always have ourselves we'll always have that base kind of you know knowing of of our um who we are deep down in a way if we really want to be pedantic rebecca and use uh, language that really does reflect paradoxes you just want to sort of slightly tweak what you've said there about change yes um, um yeah the only constant in life is change so mm-hmm. they say i challenge that mm-hmm. the only constant in life is change so which itself, as you say, is a paradox. However, it isn't, is it? Change isn't the only constant um, or the only certainty. The other one is that one day we'll die and leave this physical body. The other one is, for me, and I'm doing a lot of uh, deep diving around this, as literally as we speak, is fear. Fear is a very, very, very strong and consistent constant in all our lives to varying degrees, some more than others. And obviously, depending on the amount of inner work that we've done um, Mm. or raising awareness, should I say, um, that that may present in greater or lesser proportions. But fear is a very, very, very strong constant in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose uh, going back to that thing of kind of running away from it um, or, or, or facing it and kind of, you know, knowing that that is just something that's always going to kind of crop up in life um, and um, not, you know, not brushing that under the carpet, not running away from that, not kind of acknowledging that, um, because I suppose we're always 
we're always learning and we're always growing and there's always going to be things that kind of um that we are fearful of or, or fear, fear will always kind of crop up in our lives um maybe sometimes when we don't expect it or you know mm. um, you know the one thing that underpins all of this rebecca irrespective of which angle we come from is awareness it's a very, very, very solid, broad, all-encompassing platform that we operate from. And we can talk about any aspect of life, any aspect at all, be that sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. For me, the very, very consistent, solid foundation, the certainty, if you will, is that it's based on awareness. Everything, yeah. everything, bar none. It's about awareness. Because fear creeps in when we are not aware of something. Mm. Because our mind then creatively starts to think, oh, I wonder what might happen here. I'm not, I haven't been here before. Because the mind likes to control, particularly with its, you know, part of it called the ego. I want that certainty. I want that control. It goes with being a human being. And when that control is taken away from us, that's why love is such a scary thing at times for some people. Mm. Because, you know, and I'm going to use words that have uh, been used three times to me this week by various people in conversations around love, is I feel compromised. I feel extremely vulnerable. I've lost control in a beautiful way. But that's paradoxical. Yet again, because the fact that it's such a beautiful thing actually also makes people feel vulnerable and open and, you know, seemingly, and I'm going to use the word seemingly, insecure. Mm. But I suppose it's, um, there's that kind of idea that, you know, um, from darkness comes light in a way, isn't it? There's the kind of mm. the balance, the, 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 that you've kind of experienced the depths to to know the the highs the, the highs and the lows you know and if you're always in a middle ground um life doesn't you know life's not like that it says there's dips and there's highs and you know you've got to experience those those vulnerable dark times in a way to really truly know the light or appreciate the light absolutely absolutely and it is about having that detachment and being able to witness and, you know, whether you use the example, the metaphor of the uh, the, the TV screen um, um, or the uh, the cloud and the sky, mm. either way, yeah. it's the same principle. But what we do at the risk of, of laboring the point, and I think it is worth laboring, we as humans, mm. we get in there, we become the cloud. Poor old me. We mm. become the, the victim on the TV screen. We are that character. You know, nobody's had a hard life like I have. Nobody's been through what I've been through. You wouldn't understand. Mm. So the script goes on. And it's about having the awareness to see that and then actually embrace it accordingly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, to kind of step away and witness, as you said, and kind of look at it from a a uh, bigger perspective isn't it because otherwise we get quite closed in on on ourselves and really there's a whole world out there of, of individuals um probably all going through similar things when they actually think they're quite alone in what they're feeling and and i think we're, really we can relate all more um to each other more than we think 
Mm. Yeah, and it's, you know, the risk of, it is about raising our awareness of looking at things from a different perspective rather than being, to use another completely different metaphor, metaphor uh, being mm. trapped in a goldfish bowl and just being hemmed in and going round and round and round and round. And all we do with that is keep kind of hitting our nose on the outside of the bowl. And we're just immersed in this, uh, this whole kind of, limiting framework if you like for want of a better mm. word mm. so what what ways um do you find helps to kind of do that um i mean i know meditation obviously is a is a big one um for that do you find any anything um that has come into your life that's been significant in in doing that at all i think it is you know to to generalize that i mean you, you've hit it on the head it's meditation because when you look at the kind of uh, the vibrations and the frequencies that operate within our body and the kind of messages that sent from, um, you know, I call it down below. It's, it's a bit like having a, it's a bit like a submarine where we've got a, a command center. Hmm. Uh, it's called subconsciousness. And that sends messages out and frequencies. There's things in called neuropeptides, and it, it you know it sends frequencies and messages around our body, uh, and all that kind of thing. It's about actually creatively going on a voyage of discovery. And you're right, Rebecca. Meditation is a monumental part of that. You know, um, prayer is a form of meditation. Um, you know, there's a no, there's never a one size fits all. You know, life's not like that. We're such a beautiful, complex myriad of yes. thoughts, emotions, feelings, beliefs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the paradox on that, yet again, is life is such a simple game mm. if we know how to play it. Yeah. Yes, because it is the fundamentals is simple, isn't it? The fundamental kind of idea of life um, is simple, yet there's so much complexity. Yeah. yeah, but it's about realizing that, facing that head on and saying, OK, I've got a choice how I look at this. I can either become, you know, woe is me. And it is a conscious choice. And people, you know, yeah, again, within my professional role as a mentor, mm. coach and mentor. Yeah, but Paul, you don't understand. Mm, OK, well, help me mm. understand then, because maybe I do understand more than you actually think I do. And maybe and I challenge very respectfully and sensitively to people, but maybe yeah. you're just looking for an excuse to hide behind. Mm. Yeah, that's part of my role to objectively, sensitively be that mirror that plays it back or reflects it back and says, well, OK, you know, I'm certainly not trivializing. I hope I'm empathizing with what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm not going to endorse victimhood either because I yeah. spent many, many years there. Using excuses um, and, and, you know, and just creating this self-fulfilling prophecy why does this always happen to me nobody understands nobody's got a bad life like this and it creates you know, that whole kind of lack of self-worth uh, self-respect and ultimately the big one lack of self-love mm. yeah all starts from self-love right mm. 
<laughs> well, it all starts from awareness. Awareness, yes. Yeah. You know, um, I quote, I seem to be quoting this, Rebecca, on almost every single episode now. It's, it's interesting how observing how this is presenting. And listeners, you might say, well, actually, Paul, no, it's you that's presenting it because you're the one that's speaking the words. And I can understand that, uh, that comment. But the reality is that I'm going to say yet again in this episode, which I seem to be saying very consistently now and referring to the first podcast um, we did nearly 400 episodes ago called Mastering Life is as simple as A, B, C. Mm. A, as we've alluded to consistently through the dialogue, Rebecca and I, or I have, um, it's about awareness. That is the starting point. A is for awareness. B is for beliefs. What beliefs have we got? Where, where have we got these beliefs from? Because isn't it true, listeners, that we get these beliefs and we just act upon them. We don't question them. Um, we just, we kind of go into autopilot. Whether that belief serves, serves us or not, oh, that's a different question completely. But we kind of put the car in, you know, in drive and it just drives. Um, and that may or may not be appropriate for the particular path of the journey that we're on. So let me put that into practical terms. So you imagine that you're, you're in a car and imagine there's two gears, forward and reverse. What we tend to do as humans is just put it in a gear, whatever that default gear is. Okay, I'm going to put it in first gear, bang, we're off. Well, that's okay, but there's a car two meters in front, bang, you're going to hit that car. Actually, sometimes we need to go in reverse gear. And that's a great metaphor for life because we struggle, I think, with the conditioning, Rebecca, of going backwards. You know, the progressive language that we use in life, in society, you've got to go forward at all times. You've got to progress. You've got to win. Win at all costs. Come first. You know, and all that kind of thing. Or as well, okay. Hmm. What about what about if the situation necessitates either in my car physically or in my life metaphorically, I need to take a backward step. Mm. You know, I hasten to use the cliche, sometimes we need to lose the battle to win the war. And I don't mean that in an aggressive sense, um, mm. although it could be put in that context. But I use it as a metaphor to say it's okay to take a backward step. And if we lose what we, you know, this whole language about win and lose brings in it the confrontational aspect rather than the accepting of why don't you just let it be? Because the cloud will pass anyway. It's only our mind wanting to control. No, no, he or she's done me a downturn. I'll get my own back. I will win. And, um, you know, that kind of default, right, let me put this car in first gear and go forward because I will win. Well, hmm, maybe there's not enough room and space. Maybe the car doesn't need, maybe the car just needs to go backwards and reflect a little bit and just become the sky rather than the cloud. Mm. And maybe winning also isn't the point. Maybe it's actually, you know, um, not about winning or losing it's about it's about the journey really isn't it so where if that journey needs 
a backward step or a sideward step or um you know i think i i love what you're saying about kind of how people are always trying to you know um progress always trying to go forwards 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 all the time and you know i love what you say about you know you need to take that step back sometimes in order maybe in the bigger picture to be able to to succeed more in a way because you can't you will burn out if you keep going 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 mm, absolutely um, because ultimately rebecca it's about self-care it's about self-love ultimately but how many times have we been in a situation in life be whatever the context where we drove forward um to our detriment yeah to our detriment all, yeah for the sake of progressing or something or for the sake of succeeding and i suppose you lose sight of the 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 why or the bigger picture um and sacrificing your yourself maybe for in pursuit of what you're trying to do yeah you know i have conversations with people around um that just let's say might be struggling yeah and i'll say well okay let's jump on a call i've got time paul so busy mm. Mm. it's very rare you hear me swear listeners but on this occasion i'm going to offer bullshit and it is bullshit because if you can't find half an hour to create that space for self-care and self-love, mm. you know, and I, I'm going to use a term that I attributed to myself for many, many years. I was a busy fool. I convinced myself that by, you know, if there was any white space on my diary, it had to be filled. If my diary wasn't full every single day. Then that was, that was no good. What I've realized now it's the quality of what we fill that diary with. So if I have one appointment today, that's fantastic. If I have a thousand, that's fantastic. The point is, why have I got that appointment rather than becoming a busy fool? And I think in life generally, um, you know, and I'm certainly not going to be uh, disrespectful and, you know, or arrogant enough to suggest the world is full of busy fools. But I leave it with you listeners to ask the question of yourselves, can I relate to this? Am I rushing around getting nowhere? Mm. And I think from my experience, there's a big part of the world that is a big part, rather than just taking that breather and saying, okay, what about me? I will find half an hour to jump on a call because I need to talk this through with somebody or even if even not that Rebecca you know being kind to yourself and, and and you know just having half an hour one of the things I used to do and still do actually although less frequently is go in a dark room and I haven't got a set time it's not part of a routine I'll do it in the moment where I right. intuitively think and feel I just need to be alone and I need to get back in touch with the sky because I've become too much of a sunshine or too much of a cloud. Mm. You know, much is said about the much maligned cloud. But let's not forget the other side of that, the sunshine. You know, both will come and go. Both will come and go. Don't get attached to either. Enjoy the experience of both, but don't become attached to either. Because life isn't like that. Life is, you know, 
as we know, let's use the simple example of day and night. Nature, she has her way of going on and she ain't going to change it because humanity in its arrogance and ignorance thinks it should be different. Don't work that way. And every now and again, she sends us a reminder to say, children, get back in line. Yeah. And I think I suppose as well, also knowing that we are part of Mother Nature in a way, we are kind of um you know we, we we are nature absolutely absolutely we are but we you know this is where the kind of mind and the ego particularly becomes you know dominant rebecca and oh i've got time for that kind of fluffy talk mm. you know i've i've got a company to run I've, I've got to be number one i've got to you know i've got shareholders and i've got this and i've got that and yeah okay you know, I had this conversation once with uh, with somebody around, um, you know, health and wealth and somewhat one of the eminent practitioners created um, some blurb around the only true um, wealth is health. And it is because, you know, that moral dilemma of, OK, so you, you might be a multi-billionaire, trillionaire, whatever it is. Would you exchange that if one of your family members had a life-threatening illness? And somebody said to me, yeah, but I could, but we could use that money to buy the solution. Could you really? Because, I mean, I'm not a medical person, so I stand to be corrected on this. But my take upon that, Rebecca, is, well, there are some illnesses that, I mean, I do believe that actually everything can be overcome. So I'm, I'm talking paradoxically here paradoxically um <laughs> that when when your time is up your time is up and no amount of money or wealth is going to eradicate that yeah that and said that said yeah. i believe with this having this self-belief this self-love and this this sense of purpose that no i'm not leaving yet i'm not leaving this this body yet because you know, that that conviction for the right reason, though, not because oh, I need to I've got to hang around because I need to make another trillion. Yeah, that's not strong enough. But that for me and this just burns so deeply within me and some people may resonate with it and some some won't. And either way is fine because that's not my decision. All I do is speak my truth. I put it out there. Uh, I share it with people, and if it lands, great. If it doesn't land, great. Either way, that that offers, you know, that, that's not my call. Um, and I think that's that's what we do, Rebecca. You know, to thine own self be true. Be aware of yourself and be true to yourself, and enjoy your life with all its so-called ups, downs, or perceived ups and downs. It's only the way we perceive them, you know. Some people might like the rain and some people might not. But the rain is the rain is the rain. The only power it has is the power that we choose to give it. You know, like most people, I think I prefer the sunshine. But I have spoken to people that said, I don't like the sunshine. I can't stand it. I'm fair skinned. Uh, I like it when it's cold. It keeps the bugs away and all this kind of stuff. It's fine. OK, so that's. That's their understanding. That's the, their awareness. That doesn't yeah. make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. But
but it makes it the awareness. And so long as that self-empowers and serves Rebecca, then that's kind of really what it's all about on that voyage of self-discovery, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and I think life really is a, it's a gift, isn't it? It's a beautiful mm. gift. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and going back to what you were saying about the, the, the money and kind of what, what people value um, as kind of success, you know, I don't think at the end of your life, if you're at your deathbed, you're going to look back. Most people, you know, wouldn't look back and think, oh, I wish I had more money. Um, I think it's I think it's about the people in your life and and what you what you did, you know, that you feel proud of and um, how, how many people you've helped. Um, and, and going back to, you know, being true to yourself. So yeah, I, I really agree with, it resonated with me about the, um, you know, uh, money being, um, you know, not something that's defined success. I mean, success is such a, a subjective term, isn't it? That, you know, that's yeah. going to mean different things to different people, yet again, yeah. dependent upon what the what their awareness is all around mm. you know and then that's there again it's not for any, really yeah it's not for anybody to judge um other than you know to ask yourself are you being true to yourself and that's all you can do really that's mm. all you can do you know mm. um and there'll be contrasts on and opinions and thoughts on that but you know ultimately so long as you're true to yourself on that voyage of self-discovery for growth, then, and for growth for me, equates to love, because love is ultimately the guiding light that, that it's all around. That, that, that is it. You know, the ultimate wealth that we've already got in abundance, if we did but know it, is love. But from an early age, we learn things like the need for control, and it takes us down a different path. And we're taught by, you know, our immediate influencers, parents, family, friends, teachers. We pick up their insights of the world through their model of the world. Now, that yet again doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. It makes it influences from their model of the world, their level of awareness, if you will. And that's what we do, isn't it? We learn that behavior, that way of control you look at a newborn baby a newborn baby learns very quickly that if he or she cries it's going to get picked up nurtured loved fed watered changed what have you well this is good let me do this again and that's the very kind of early <laughs> stages of this thing that we learn called control or or the number one or the first uh, of the six human needs the need for certainty we need certainty and that's why love is such a scary thing because it's uncertain but it's so powerful i mean obviously love comes in many many different dynamics forms um, ways shapes forms but ultimately you know my truth for me really is um is to face my fear for the sake of love which yet again yeah. is is arguably a paradoxical statement Mm, I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Um, so should I ask you another question? It's up to you, Rebecca. I'm in your hands. Okay. Um, right, let me just see. Because you're right, I did have a whole a whole list of uh, questions written out, and we've we've gone on an, an, a kind of dance, haven't we? We are, um, and and then all I'll say, great. Rebecca, is you know, in the what we spoke about here, um, in the aspect of reflection, and and you know, actually not necessarily putting the vehicle or the conversation in reverse, but there's one that sits between forward and reverse and it's called neutral mm. and sometimes to be in that passive place of neutral ob observation is enough isn't it yeah. true that actually maybe this particular thread of podcast this particular dance we've just finished it maybe we have maybe we haven't i don't know i'm in your hands but we struggle listeners we struggle with with silence don't we and, and we struggle mm. to break things and break the pattern almost well let me you know let, let's keep pushing forward let's keep pushing forward let's keep pushing forward well you know what let's not yes yeah. let's, let's leave it there let's reflect and let's put this metaphoric car into neutral rebecca and reflect and let our listeners reflect on what's been spoke about yeah okay let's go into neutral let's go into neutral <laughs> um other than to say would you like to share? I'd like to invite you and Rebecca to share your contact details, whatever they may be. Thank you. Um, so my, uh, you can get all my contact details on my website. So it's um, rebeccawheel.com. Pure and simple, listeners. And uh, hopefully you've, you know, this has been a bit thought provoking. Hopefully you've taken something out of it. It's been a bit deep at times, and I personally find that beautiful. Mm. But um, just think about that word awareness. What does it mean to you? It's a great starting point for raising our awareness. What does awareness mean? And I'll leave that thought with you, listeners. And all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>